Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys had a beautiful and blessed weekend. It is October 24th. It, it, it just might as well say 2023 at this point. Like we are flying through the year. Hope you guys had a good one. Today we are going to be talking about forgiveness. But for those of you who don't know, this is Morning Motivation. We go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. I hope you guys will join us live. If not, you can listen to the podcast, follow us on YouTube, all of that good stuff at Brittany Daniel, Brittany Daniel Podcast. So I hope you guys are just ready for an interesting conversation we're going to have on forgiveness and how it is important for us, how it will shape your life. It can make or break you. Um, and I want to say that. I've gotten really good at forgiveness, like really good to the point where I don't let a whole lot of stuff, like I don't carry a whole lot of stuff. And I feel like that's a really good place to be in. Um, And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about forgiveness and that could be forgiveness in other, it could be family, friends, coworkers, situations, yourself, God. It's very important that we forgive for ourselves. And we'll talk about that today. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and say our morning prayer. If this is your first time watching, load up in the comments where you're watching from. Uh, Get your morning shout out if you're watching live. And let's jump right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that uh, anything that's said today is from your wisdom and from you, and that we just download patience, forgiveness, um, just stability, overcomability uh, for your people right now, listening now, now and later. And I pray for prosperity, peace, patience, grace, strength, endurance, um, steadfastness, everything that your children may need in this moment and on in your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all church was so good yesterday. I invited somebody. This is the thing. Okay. I'm gonna tell y'all something before we get into it. If somebody invites you to their church or you decide you're going to go to church, right? If you wake up the next day or the day that you're trying to go to church or the day you plan to go to Bible study, especially if you're, if you're starting out, and you don't feel well, that's the enemy. <laughs> that is the enemy trying to stop you from your blessing. I mean, my homegirl, we're talking about that. I invited somebody. She was super excited to go the morning of um, the morning of service. She was like, you know, I'm not really feeling well. I'm just going to watch from home. The enemy will do that to y'all. So do not allow the enemy to stop you from getting your blessing, especially if it's coming out of nowhere. Um, and I'm not to say I'm not telling anybody to go somewhere and get anybody sick. but When you are trying to better your life, when you are trying to be on the right path, when you are trying to stop doing things and getting right and getting closer to God, the enemy will come to attack you. And sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes you could you will you will be just fine. And depression will strike. We talked about spiritual attacks and spiritual warfare a couple of uh, a couple of sessions ago or a couple of videos ago. But really pay attention to that. Pay attention to. When you are trying to do something right, what happens? Because if if out of nowhere you're sick, you don't feel well, could be the enemy. So always be careful with that. Uh, make sure you guys get a whole Bible. And anytime that happens, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Like really rebuke it, push through. And I guarantee whatever is on the other side of where you were supposed to go, church, Bible study, whatever, uh, reading your word or whatever. Uh, you were supposed to be there. That message was for you. 
but I digress. But let's go ahead and get into our morning shout outs. Good morning, Sydney. Yes, it is going to be a great week. Speak it, girl. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, uh, Destiny. Happy Monday. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Such a Lady. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Young Bex. What's going on, Bex? Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Authenticating Beauty. Good morning, Turquoise. Turquoise, ride or die. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Brittany. Happy Monday. Good morning, Melanin Honey. Good morning, uh, Shakira. Good morning. Good morning, She Amber. The enemy comes to steal and kill. Hello. He does. It's I'm telling y'all, watch when you try to watch what you try to do right. Watch when you try to be good and be faithful. But you just rebuke it and you keep it moving and you do what you are called to do. Good morning, uh, Simone. And good morning, Chev. Good morning, Lexi. I hope you guys are doing well today. All right. So we're going to talk about forgiveness. Good morning, Sharnesia. We are going to talk about forgiveness, y'all. Okay. And y'all don't mind my hair. You know, we going through some things. I'm going to switch it up a lot because I'm trying to grow my hair out. And, you know, if I manage it too much, it starts doing too. So we just going, you know, we just going tilt this down a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to miss I'm miss going to physical church. If you miss going to physical church for real, go. Like you're missing out. You're definitely missing out on an experience. I can see God is working and moving um through his people through church. Church is it's not even just about one thing my homegirl said that was so important. She was like for those who miss like praise and worship, say they, they go late, right? You skip over praise and worship. Praise and worship is the only part of the service that's for God. Everything else is for, is for you. You know, you get the word, you get filled. Everything else is for you. Praise and worship is the only time that you truly, unless you do it in your home, but it's different when it's with a whole bunch of people, y'all. Like my church, everybody was falling down on Sunday. Like the, the Holy Spirit was in the building. Wasn't nobody going around laying hands, nothing. God was just speaking and it was just, Holy Spirit was moving on Sunday, okay? I felt it. People was up there feeling it. And I want to say this too. If you go to church, right, and say you're skeptical or say you're like, I don't know, because I ain't never felt the Holy Spirit. Like, I see everything. I see y'all falling out. And I, I know everybody doesn't do that. If you grew up Pentecostal, Baptist, you know, you know, right? But if you've never seen that and you don't believe it, the Holy Spirit can't touch you if you don't believe. Like, the whole Christian faith, Jesus got everything. The whole Christian faith is based off of faith. It's based off of belief. So if you go somewhere and you like, I don't believe like now there's a difference between cult and there's a difference between God and Holy Spirit. If they're not speaking Jesus name, if they're not reading out of the Bible, if what they're saying is not biblical, then be careful. But if it's biblical, it's spiritual, like we were just chanting Jesus, the whole, almost dang near half a praise and worship with our with our praise team. It was so good, y'all. And it was just so powerful. So um. If you miss going to physical church, get yourself, find a good physical church. But if you are like, man, I don't know, I don't believe the Holy Spirit. I see all y'all doing all this, but it ain't never happened to me. You have to believe. It's like this. I heard somebody say this on social media. It was so good. If you love someone, right? Say you love this guy, right? Or you love a family member and or we'll just go to dating say if you find somebody on social media and you just fall in love with them what your perception of love is right if you hit them up in their dm and they don't respond then what are you going to do you're going to fall back right 
Or are you going to continue to DM them? Are you going to stalk them, find out where they live, knock on their door, force them to go out with you? No, you're not going to do that because then you're a stalker. Then you're crazy, right? God is the same way. God is not going to force anything on you. You have It has to be a willing relationship. God likes consent, okay? You got to be consenting to allow God into your life. He, can, he will not force his way. He will not um, make you. He will show you proof. He will always love you and always be there for you. And anytime you decide, you know what, God, I'm I'm will I'm ready for the full experience. He's there. He's willing. He's ready. But he's not going to ever force his will on you. He will never overstep. He will never interject, especially if you don't believe. Like he he can't do anything. I was in church, and I was sitting by a really skeptical woman. Right? She I could just tell she was just like. I don't know. Like I ain't been a she. I heard her. She was like, I ain't been to church in a long time. And there's no shade. Every I'm not saying this to be shady because everybody has their own walk. Everybody has their own time where God changes them over. Believe me, I know. You know, I'm so y'all know my story, right? So I don't I don't judge anybody on where they are on their spiritual journey. It could happen for her now. It could happen for her in ten years. That's between her and God. But I could tell she was just very skeptical. So during service, I was praying for her. I was like, Jesus, Holy Spirit, touch her heart, open her heart, let her feel what we feel. And I got the, I got the confirmation. He was like, I can't touch what's not open to me. I can't go where I'm not allowed to go. So you might be in a room, everybody falling out, everybody feeling it, everybody. And you just like, I don't feel nothing. I see it, but uh, I don't feel nothing. It's because you have to allow, you have to literally submit yourself, your spirit, your soul to God. That is the only way it works. He cannot, he will not force it. He will always love you, always have your back, always look out for you, but he can't go where you don't allow. Does that make sense? So get y'all, I mean, sorry to be all on that, but please get into physical church, get into a good Bible-based, Bible-based, if they ain't reading out the Bible, like I was, somebody was telling me how they went to a church and they was talking about, there was a woman God and a man God, I don't know what Bible they was reading, but it wasn't this one. And I'm not judging nobody else's spiritual beliefs. But I know what this says. And that's why we have to read it for ourselves. Don't go on what other people say. Don't go on what I say. Don't go on what your pastor say. Read the Bible for yourself and see what God says. See what Jesus says about Christianity, faith, how we're supposed to be. Because then you can equip yourself and be like, oh, this ain't right. Or if when people misspeak, you could be like, oh, hold on. That ain't that ain't what the scripture says. You know, you got to know it for yourself or else people will tell you anything. Believe me, I was bamboozled before. Listen to folks that I shouldn't have listened to because I knew better, but you have to read the Bible for yourself, for yourself, know your word for yourself. So you could be like, hold on, that ain't what the Bible says. Or, oh, oh that person, you know, when a girl got online and she was telling believers to link up with other believers because you unbelievers, because they could probably, t- I was like, oh, the Bible don't tell you to do that. <laughs> Good morning, L. Yeah, the Bible don't tell you to do none of it with that girl was telling. I was like, oh, gee. and I've been guilty of that, too. That's what I'm saying. People was convicting me. They was like, Brittany, uh, you misspoke. Hold on now. Don't. And I had to. I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. And if you're ever challenged or you want to challenge somebody, just ask them what, what, what Bible verse is that? Where you get that from? What book did you read? Always, always, always. God ain't tell you to be no fool now. You ain't supposed to just listen to everybody. Mm-mm-mm. He gave you a brain and intelligence for a reason. Use, you, you know. You'd be like, hold on, that don't sound right. Let me go check. <laughs> Let's say that's right. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Absolutely. They the Holy Spirit will not enter you 
and fill you if you do not believe or allow. And he says, I want to find a church that's Bible based and I don't, uh, I, but I don't know where to start. Don't, uh, what city do you live in? Eddie, put what city you live in and maybe somebody in the morning motivator, uh, in the morning motivation will tell you what church they go to or recommend a church. Um, I would definitely start off with the Potter's house with Bishop T.D. Jakes, with Sarah Jakes Roberts in their house, uh, one church online, um, Embassy City, my church, great, great church, Embassy City, uh, led by Apostle Brian Meadows. Um, and then just start asking God to lead you to a church. Like pray about it, do some research and see what your spirit is led, led to. Because God will lead you somewhere if you ask. Uh, Astal, Georgia, where's that? Is that close to Atlanta? Y'all know I'm going to Google something because I ain't never heard of that. If it's close to Atlanta, you got a lot of options. <laughs> if it's close to Atlanta, you have a lot of options. Let me look at the map. Sorry, y'all. Oh, you got to go and come to Atlanta. You got a lot of churches in Atlanta. Actually, you're not far from, uh, I recommend uh, Embassy City. Boom. There you go. Because you ain't far. You're not far at all. Good morning. All right. So, y'all, let's talk about forgiveness. I dirty did my spill. Make sure y'all get in a good Bible-based church. Embassy City, if you live close to Atlanta, highly recommend. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to talk about forgiveness. and. I want to say this because I know we probably talked about this before, but forgiveness is for yourself. Forgiveness isn't for God. It ain't for Jesus. It ain't for your mama. It ain't for your daddy. It ain't for nobody but yourself. Right. And we are held to forgive because we are not without sin. All of us are short of the glory. All of us are going to stumble. All of us are going to fall one day. All of us are going to do something that's outside of what we are called to do. Even just not even with spirituality or religion, we're going to, cause we're human. We're going to mess up. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to disappoint somebody just off of pure being you being ignorant to the fact. Um, I've heard people cause I just didn't know, you know, a lot of times if we're not taught certain things, if we're not taught certain values, morals, you know, how we should move and operate, we learn a lot through trial and error. You know, so forgiveness is just grace. Like grace, our apostle says grace is God's strength for us, right? But another side of grace is also just being, understanding that people are going to make mistakes and they're human. You know, I went through a forgiveness journey with my parents because I used to hold them to such a high unrealistic standard, right? As a kid, I knew what I lacked, what I wanted what I should have had. I got all jacked up because y'all did this, this. If y'all would have did this, 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 and I would have been this, 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 right? I had a big chip on my shoulder from my parents. Now, mind you, my parents loved me. They helped raise me. They took care of me. It wasn't the best relationships, but they really, looking back at my life, they were really doing the best they could, right? And it came to a day where I really, in my mind, and I tell this to do, everybody should do this. If you have issues with your parents, Really go back in time mentally to their age, their era, what time you were born, right? So if you were born in the 80s, if you were born in the 70s, 60s, um, you know, all of this baby mama culture, all of this is new. You know, you weren't allowed to have a child out of wedlock. And God forbid it was a more scandal on top of how you had your child. Like all of this, all of this, like 
oh, I could be married. I could have baby showers and all of this stuff without being married. And I could have a kid when I want to. All of this is new for our society. In the 90s, 80s, 90s, that was not okay. Like you used to get really shamed for being or being a mother and having a child out of wedlock. Men too. Like that just wasn't a thing. That's why back in the day, a lot of people were forced to get married once they got somebody pregnant because they were like, hey, yo, we don't roll like this. You can't just be having kids and then you ain't about to have a family. Like, no, like y'all need to work this out, figure it out. And a lot of people got married very young because of that situation. Right. So, and I'm not saying there's nothing, you know, I'm not shaming nobody, but all of this is new. So I went back in time. I went to my mom's age in the eighties, being 19, knowing the circumstances that happened between her and my dad and being like, wow, you, you kept me alive at 19, by, almost by yourself. I, and then I started just having a lot of empathy. No wonder you made that decision. You were not, you were a kid now being 34 when you're in your twenties, you know, you, you feel like you're really old. <laughs> Even my age, I get people tell me I'm a baby all the time, right? Especially if you're older than me. People tell me I'm a baby all the time, so I get it, right? But being 34 and looking at myself in my 20s, I was a baby. So thinking about my mom having me at 19, 19, 20 years old, I'm like, she was a baby. Having a baby, don't come with a manual, don't come with instructions. It's the 80s. My mom had me in 88, you know what I mean? So it was the 80s, early 90s. She's not, um, you know, she was in a prestigious family. She was not married. That's a lot of pressure. Like sometimes we stop to think about what our parents go through, especially if you were an unwanted pregnancy, not to say that your parents didn't love you, not to say that you're not loved and desired and, and cared for now, but anybody that's been pregnant or anybody that's had a pregnancy scare or anybody that's, um, you know, had a baby just when the time wasn't right, when you just did not want it, that is a whole different experience versus a planned pregnancy. You know, a planned pregnancy has a lot of expectation and excitement and, and and everybody's excited and rallied together. When you have an unplanned pregnancy at a young age before getting married, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of, uh, you know, self-doubt, fear, anxiety. You know what I mean? They go you You go through a lot and stuff like that. So when I went back in time in my mind to my mom's age at the time, I was just like, oh, and I just gave her, it just gave, it was, it's an exercise I do with my coaching clients because it helps you give so much grace, really understanding what your parents went through, what, especially culturally, if you are not in a culture where that is okay, especially like Caribbean, African culture and things like that, give your parents grace. They may, and then look at their relationship with your grandparents. If your parents' relationship with their grandparents wasn't the best, that is going to have an effect on the relationship that they have with you. It might be better than their relationship, but it doesn't mean, mean it's going to be perfect, right? Generate That's where the generational curses come, come from. So if you are having a hard time forgiving your parents, really sit with yourself. Now, it, it depends what they do. I'm not talking about like crazy abuse, anything, you know, I'm not talking about anything extreme, but maybe it was, you're just, you just like, why didn't you do better? Why did I grow up without you? Why was the situation like this? Why did you abandon me? Why? If you have all of those questions, right? Take try try that exercise. Go back in time, look at their circumstances, look at their 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 situation. Look at what was going on, look at their age, 
and really see if that will help you with your forgiveness journey by giving them grace. It definitely helped me. It definitely helped me. And I'm I'm very blessed that I have parents who I can, you know, say my grievances to, that they've apologized, but everybody doesn't get that. Everybody's parents don't get that level of maturity to be like, you know what, even though I did my best, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't who you needed me to be. I apologize. Everybody is not going to get that and everybody doesn't get that unfortunately. But again, even if you don't even if you do get that, that doesn't mean that the slate is wiped clean. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you still got to work through your own stuff. So don't think that well if this person would just say I'm sorry then I would forgive. That's not all the time true. Sometimes even when you get the sorry it's still not enough because you still got to unpack and undo and you know and unlearn and and go through your process. So don't think that if that person would just apologize and I would feel so much better. That's not true. So I would, I would, I would, anybody that's dealing with forgiving their parents for whatever reason, you know, really, truly um, deal with it for yourself. Because when you do that, a weight lifts off of you. You're not so angry. You can heal your daddy issues. You can heal, um, you could just start the healing journey, your mommy issues. And I hate to label it like that because it's like society has dumbed it down. It does a, a number. Your parents can do a number on you not knowing. Right. And you can struggle with relationships, with just feeling inadequate. I tell men right now. Um, it's not enough just to protect your children. It's not enough just to protect your daughters. You need to affirm her. Tell her you love her. Tell her she's beautiful. Don't let the first time she hears that she's beautiful from a man come from another man. That she's smart, that she's, uh, you know, everything that you, you, you know, really affirm your daughter. Make sure that she feels that she's important to you. And I can't speak. I'm not a man, so I don't know what the sons need. But I'm telling you from women, if you have a daughter, I don't care if your mom, the baby mama tell you can't see her. Try, do whatever you have to do to see your child. And when you're with her, let her know how much you love her. Let her know how special she is. Let her know that don't let nobody treat you no type of way. Don't let nobody talk to you type of way. Really tell her what the real is, you know? Um, but anyways, I digress. But that forgiveness is really for you. That forgiveness is so you can heal, so you can move forward, so you can have better relationships, so you don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder. Because if you don't subconsciously, you won't even like the opposite sex. I went through a phase where when I went through my uh, dating uh, coaching, I hired a dating coach, Spicy Mari, bomb. Um, I hired her and we weren't through this exercise. And she was like, tell me everything you love about men. And I was like, what? They all right. <laughs> you know, I had a big chip on my shoulder because of in my experiences and the things that I allowed and, and the things that I went through. I had to heal from that. I had no idea that that part of me was broken, Right. So I had to go on my own healing journey and fix that so then I could move forward and have healthier relationships. So I, when I'm married, thank God I have not, I didn't get married before the time now because that person would have got a broken, unhealed, and I thought I was cool. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know until we bring other people in and they reveal parts of us, you know, that still need work. You know, no, you can't think like that. No, you can't act like that. No, you can't do that. You know what I mean? So the forgiveness is really, really for yourself. I'm going to go to the comments really quick. Uh, she Amber says, yep, somewhat, somewhat that uh, was right back then because the Bible speaks on having babies in wedlock. Yep. 
Who is knocking on my door? Y'all, I'm sorry. This is so ghetto. I know Zara. I hear it, baby. Who's knocking on my door at 8 a.m.? I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, Zara, come here. It's okay. She hears the doorbell. She goes nuts. It's okay, baby. They they left. My bad, y'all. The ghetto of the show. <laughs> Zarito, stop, baby. Okay. So Elle says, my mom got shamed. She was 17 when she had me. And she had to go in front of the church and apologize. Zara, come here. See? Now imagine carrying that shame for years and years and years and years and years. Come here, baby. I know. Come sit with mama. I know. I heard it too. Come here, girl. You making my wig show all up on the show. Come here. <laughs> Good morning, Lacey. Uh, uh, Vanessa says Joyce Meyer's upbringing is a story of forgiveness when I when it came to her come to her parents. Yes, Joyce Myers went through an absolute lot. I definitely, if you were ever abused by your father um, and by your parents, I would definitely listen to Joyce Meyer's story when she talks about forgiveness. Stop when she talks about forgiveness. I'm so sorry, y'all. The ghetto of my dog. <laughs> She Amber says, I read a book in school where the church made a woman apologize to the church for cheating on her husband and they stitch an A on her uh, clothes. Yes, that was the story of. Um, oh, what was that story? Because they replayed it in easy A. I forgot. But yeah, that was a good one. Um, mm -hmm. And they shamed her and all of that stuff. Absolutely. And then so back. Then it was very serious, and now it's not so serious in churches to shame anyone. I'm sure we will have churches like that, but not as much as back then. Yeah, I don't see, I haven't seen any churches do that anymore. I haven't seen any churches do that anymore, but for sure. <laughs> yeah, ghetto. How you just going to ring the doorbell, dog going off, all live? <laughs> just ghetto. <laughs> Um, good morning. Oh my gosh. I did. Yay. Hey, Liz. Good morning. Yes. It was a scarlet letter. Yep. It was a scarlet letter. Absolutely. Um, that's what it was, but yeah, they didn't play that. So we have to really, if, if we went through a traumatic childhood or you feel it is, um, just start the forgiveness process by forgiving your parents. That's really where it starts. But um, letting go makes things makes your life better. Letting go, like I said, when you don't hold grudges, when you don't, uh, you know, stop. We got to stop blaming other people, especially for the choices and the things that we participated in. Right? I always tell you that story about how I got my heart broken, and I was nineteen, and it was the most devastating. I have never felt. I had never actually saying this out loud. It's kind of like therapy. I had never ever let anybody in my life the way I let that person in. I was super vulnerable, super, I was to the point where I was naive, but I loved hard with that person. And I found out that person was not being faithful to me at all during the entire process. And it really broke me for a very long time. And it years would pass and I would just cry. And one day it just hit me and was like, Brittany, all he did was cheat. You're allowing this pain to continue on and on and on and on, right? 
So it's like, and I forgave him, but I just held on to the pain. And that's, and the thing is, is when you let go, it just makes your life better. When you allow the narratives to dissolve, when you can change the narratives in your mind, when we stop playing the victim and not to say everything should be swept under the rug. I'm not saying that you can forgive and still be like, I don't fool with you. 50 feet. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I ain't telling you to forgive and be like, okay, all is forgiven. Doormat me. No, but you can get to a place where you can let go and you can carry forward. And then in the process as well of letting go, it makes your life better forgiving yourself. You know, I had to forgive myself for allowing a lot of the foolery I allowed of where the people I dated, with me wasting time, with me not knowing my worth and my standards and my values. Like I had to forgive myself. And that can be the hardest one. For me, it's easy for me to ask God for forgiveness, right? And repent. It's easy for me to forgive somebody else because I'm very, I'm super empathetic. Like I can be like, well, maybe that person felt this way because I feel like that's why I'm a really good coach because I don't judge a lot of people. I empathize. I can see why they made their decisions. I feel like it's my superpower. I give people the benefit of the doubt a lot. Um, And I love that about me. I love that I don't be like, well, that person was like, no, I could be like, well, I can see why they made that decision, even even if it's wrong. Right. I I have a a strong sense of empathy. But when it came to myself, I had a hard time forgiving myself. That was that was the hardest conversation. Is looking myself in the mirror and saying, I'm sorry, Britt. I'm sorry I allowed that to happen. I'm sorry that, um, you know, I let that person in your life. I'm sorry that I, I just, you know, I always tell you it's a dual person in you. You're conscious and you're self-conscious. And sometimes we don't, because a society will tell you talking to yourself is crazy. No, talking to yourself is how you keep yourself sane and how you check in with yourself and how you affirm yourself and you're there for yourself and you become your own best friend. You can't, you can't be your own best friend if you don't ever talk to yourself. You don't ever check in. Brittany, how are you doing? You know, what part, what part of your life do you need help with? You know, what, what's, what's going on? Are you feeling okay? Tap in. That's how I'm so self-aware. You're not so, you can't be self-aware. You don't talk to yourself. So don't listen to society when they'll say, oh, that's crazy. She talking to herself. No, you need to talk to yourself. You talk to God, you talk to yourself. <laughs> but letting things go makes your life just so much better. There's weight that's lifted off. You don't feel so burdened. You can unpack your baggage. You can look at it and be like, oh, you know what? I don't really like that part of me. Let me work on that. Let me get better. Let me talk to people better. Let me check my attitude. Why am I so angry? Why am I so mad? And get to the root of it and, 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 up, and uplift the root. Uh, and there will come a day when you'll hurt someone. We're human. Consciously or subconsciously, there's going to come a day even with your good intentions, that you're going to hurt somebody, that you're going to make somebody sad, that you're going to make somebody, you know, feel pain that you never expected them to feel. And then you're going to want forgiveness. Right. And going to Matthew 18, because, you know, I got to bring some scripture. Going to Matthew 18, 21 and 22, Jesus talks about forgiveness with Peter. So Peter said, and this is Matthew 18. Uh, 18, 21, and 22, one of my favorites. Then Peter came to ask him, he's asking Jesus, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And says, and Jesus says, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 
70 times seven. Basically, and he, he, you know, Jesus talks in a lot of parables. And when we do 70 times seven, that's over 490 times. Now, anybody with good sense ain't going to let nobody hurt them 490 times. <laughs> but that's how important forgiveness is with for us, right? God is like, no, nah, you got to keep forgiving. If they sin against you, you got to keep forgiving. You got to love thy neighbor. You got to keep forgiving. You have to forgive. Um, and not even that, if you want God to forgive you, you got to forgive going to John eight and seven. Um, you have to forgive, you know, you can't expect God to forgive you for your sins and iniquities and the things that you're stumbling with and all of that. And you want to, and you ain't forgive nobody. You holding your grudges is, is holding you back. Right? So I don't know if you guys ever heard the story about the woman who was caught with adultery in the Bible. Um, but she was at Mount Olive and, uh, and it was, it was, it was a horrible sin. Now men could have concubines and, and other wives and stuff like, but, that, but women, y'all know how it is nowadays. You know, back then, no, absolutely not. And the woman was caught and they wanted to stone her. And so they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? See, they was trying to be slick and try to get Jesus caught up on his word. But, you know, Jesus don't can't catch him up. Right. <laughs> and it says they were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. And then he stood up again and said, all right, but let the first, the one who cast without sin, cast the first stone, but let the one without sin cast the first stone. So before we go around judging each other, before we go around, not forget, I ain't never going to forgive him because I ain't never going to forgive my mama. Cause I ain't never going to forgive da, 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 da. Cause he without sin cast the first stone. We all need forgiveness because we all done did something even with your good intended fine self <laughs> got that from my apostle he'd be like with your fine self yeah you <laughs> with your fine self you done hurt some folks you done disappointed some folks you done let yourself down you done did some stuff which is a part of the human experience you can never escape that so don't beat yourself up too much you can hold yourself accountable you could be like hey that was wrong you know, learn from it and don't do it anymore. Repent, ask for forgiveness and forgive yourself. But he without sin cast the first stone. You know, we want God to forgive us. We have to forgive. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the journey. You got to forgive. You got to work on that. And you never want all of that to stir up in you because holding on to a grudge is like drinking poison, and expecting your enemy to be in pain or die. They going on to live their best life. I remember I told y'all that story where somebody was mad at me. She came to me months later and, and, and told me, I forgot. I was like, oh, are we still on this? Well, I left this back in 2021. It's 2022. What are we talking about? <laughs> so you be mad, holding grudges, mad at this person. Don't, I don't like, I don't fool with her no more. Keisha did. I don't da 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 Keisha don't care. Keisha going on living her best life. So you have to make sure that you don't hold on to grudges because it only hurts you. I'm going to show him. 
And the thing with our parents, right? I, I don't know if I was watching a movie or I saw something, but it talked about that. It talked about how, um, you know, if you have a grudge against your parents, you got to pray one day that your children won't have that grudge against you. Y'all know karma, karma is, I don't know how people go around just treating people any type of way. Like karma don't exist. Like men that go out there and just be hurting women willy nilly, like knowingly. And just like knowingly, all they're doing is setting themselves or their children up for failure. Because the moment they start loving somebody, oh, she, he going to get hurt. Huh? That's why God tell you, don't, don't seek, don't seek revenge on nobody. Revenge is God. God got that. Don't even worry. It's called karma. Everybody will reap what they sow. There's a reason why some people don't have peaceful lives because they're not peaceful people. In order to have a peaceful life, you have to be good to people. You have to be kind to everybody, not just somebody with a title, not just somebody who think from the homeless person to the elderly and everybody in between. The waiter, the, the person cleaning up the bathroom, the, the janitor, it don't matter. Everybody's a person. I speak to everybody. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good to see you. I don't play that. I don't play with God's people. Wondering why people ain't peaceful because they don't treat people right. Right. You got to do you got to do good by folks. And. I put I wrote down, you cannot judge each other because you sin. We all sin. Right. So we can't. So we sometimes I have to catch myself and I'd be looking at stuff. I'd be like, oh, child. But after I, I have to catch myself in that. You know, it's one thing to look at something subjectively and be like, all right, that ain't for me. But then anytime you feel yourself judging, you got to catch yourself because we cannot judge each other. Now, you can hold your friends and your close circle and your church folks accountable if they've done something bad, but you can still do that with love. You know, the whole shame thing was wrong. And I see your questions, y'all. I'm going to definitely uh, get to your questions. It's one thing to hold somebody accountable, but you got to do it with love because if she Amber hurt me or she Amber was, I don't even want to speak nothing negative. Um, if she Amber did something and I thought it was wrong. I pull she Amber to the side. I say, hey, she Amber, look, I love you so much. But I think what you did, I don't think that that was right. And I don't think God would really like that because of this scripture here. And I just wanted to bring it to your attention because I love you. And I don't want I don't want you to do something and you didn't know. Now, she Amber has two options, right? She Amber could be like, girl, why are you in my business? Da, da, da. She could go off on me. Or if she's mature, she could be like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Or, oh, I, I disagree. You know, you can still disagree with somebody maturely. You don't got to, you know, be immature about it. Either way, as a friend, you've done your part if you feel called to do that. Now, if you don't feel like you called to say nothing, then keep at it. Do you, right? But it's another thing to be like, girl, you seen what she Amber did. She Amber did. And that ain't that ain't how we supposed to be to one another. Because the golden rule, Matthew 7 and 12, do unto others. Do unto others as you would want done to you, right? So if you wouldn't want nobody doing it to you, then you don't do it to nobody else. Um, oh, I love with it. Hold on, let me go back and read y'all comments because you're doing yeah. Um, hey Pisces of C says, You're a big reason why my life is getting back on track. Thank you, sis. Oh, thank you. And you're doing the work. God, always give God the glory. I appreciate the praise, y'all. But God, give God the glory. And we got to give yourself the glory because you're doing the work. But thank you. Um, Erica says, 
Not to forgive takes too much energy. Learn how to forgive so you don't mix forgiveness with for don't mix forgiveness with forget. Ooh, when I read, yes, it takes too much energy to be lugging up around all that man, all just all that pain, all that suffering. Just oh, you just hurting yourself. It takes too much energy. It's on your back. You're hurt. You broke down. Let it go. <laughs> it it just it doesn't it doesn't do anything but just make you your life just more miserable. I will tell you this, my life, and I will say, if you are beefing with your parents, there is a level of peace that you cannot get to because the Bible tells you to honor your mother and thy father all the days of your life. Anytime I was mad at my dad, anytime I was mad at my mom, and I just was holding a grudge, my life just wasn't as peaceful. My life is always way more peaceful when I'm at peace with my parents. Even if we don't agree, now me and my parents don't agree on everything. You know, I love them to death, but sometimes they'll do stuff and I'll be like, okay. I've learned to just allow them to be them and not have a standard on who I feel that they should be. Because I also want that same grace from them. You know, sometimes we hold our grudges on our parents because we want them to be people that we want them to be. And God made them who they're supposed to be for a reason. We don't know that reason. And we might feel like, well, you immature and they need to do this. And that all might be true. But at the same time, who are we to judge? So we have to love our parents in spite of, yeah, you might want your mama to be less crazy. Yeah, you might want your daddy to be more loving. You just got to accept them for who they are and call it a day and be like, you know what? Because if they, if they in their 50s, 60s, that they not changing, they might get better, but nine times out of 10, they're not going to change. Not if they don't want to. Now, if they want to, that's one thing. They don't want to change. They're not going to change. So you would just have to love them and, and, and keep it moving. Okay. Uh, Nana says, I was talking with my friend last night and I told her that many of us don't really know what it what forgive, what is forgiveness. Uh, would you please be able to give a definition of forgiveness? Well, let's look at what. Um, let's look at what the definition of forgiveness. I always Google words and where they come from. And I will tell y'all. Remember when we were talking about sexual sin and how I was saying how it was said like 19 times in the Bible? When I went and looked at how many times the Bible talked about forgiveness, I was like, oh, because I was preparing this. I was like, oh, I'm not reading all them verses. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I said, oh, Jesus. I said, I got it. I said, I didn't I didn't spend enough time preparing because there are. Um, where's forgiveness at? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H I J K. I don't know about y'all, but I still got to do that. I cannot, and I do not know the alphabet off the top of my head. Okay, forgiveness, right? So I was like, how many verses of forgiveness is there in the Bible? I don't know if y'all could see that. Look at all these. Let me see. Let me get the light. All these verses are about forgiveness. So when we talked about sexual sin, it had like this many. Look at all these verses that talk about forgiveness in the Bible. It goes from all the way up here to all the way down here. So there's a lot that God talks about in the Bible when it talks about forgive, forgiving, forgiveness. Um, but forgiveness is the action or process of for or forgiving or being or being forgiven. Um, let's see. The origin is Old English. Yeah, just forgiving. 
forgiving. And I will say forgiveness is for me. It's just that I hold the grudge. Like once we say, once I say, I forgive you, I'm not bringing it back up. I'm not stirring the pot. I'm not going to throw it in your face. I'm going to love you anyway. Um, I'm, I mean, I loved you. I loved you regardless, but I'm going to just love and put it in the past. Now, depending on what it is, you know, certain things can be forgiven, swept under the rug. Like, you know what? Not a big deal. Love you. My bad. It just depends on what it is. Now, if somebody truly disrespects you or truly does something that crushes your soul, that might be a longer process. But forgiveness is just relieving yourself of the torment, of the pain, of the heaviness of it. Um, and then when you when you decide to forget, you just, you know, you can love them 50 feet depending on what it is. But if you really love them and say it was a friend, a family member, just forgiving it and moving forward and not not looking in the past and bringing it back up. You know, if I tell my mom I forgive her for my childhood, then it doesn't make sense. Then a year later, I'm like, man, when I was nine, you did this. We already talked about that. Not to say that you can't have stuff, some stuff stir back up, right? Depending on that was, that was not a good uh, analogy or situation. Cause that's deeper. That, that takes years. Sometimes childhood trauma and certain things takes years to heal, takes years to forgive. So I'll say if um, I went out and oh, do I want to give that example? No, um, I'll, I'll give another one. That's the only one that's coming to my mind right now. Say I, I go out with my friends and something happens and somebody says something rude to me. Or somebody says something that just doesn't sit right to me, right? I pull my friend aside and say, hey, you know, when you said this, like, are you, did you mean that? Is everything okay? Like, you know, that really hurt me. And that's another thing with us. We have to get back to being vulnerable. Being vulnerable does not make you weak. Not if you're a man or a woman. Saying that you hurt my feelings is, a, is not a weak thing. And a lot of us are going around holding grudges and acting all big and bad because we can't just say that hurt my feelings. You hurt me. Ouch. You know, that stung. You know, we get so defensive or I ain't never going to let nobody hurt me. We get this big, bad and all that's that's pain. But we can say, you know, like what you said was really like that hurt my feelings. I was kind of jacked up. I didn't like it. Um. You know, did you mean that? Is everything cool? Like, what's going on? To me, that's maturity. But it's just like, oh, no, I didn't mean that like that. My bad. I didn't, you know, I didn't say my fault. That's that's not what I meant. I meant da 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 da. Because sometimes if we just communicate what hurts us, a lot of times what happens, especially with this generation, something will happen. We'll see a subliminal text. We'll get a text message because we don't communicate properly. We'll read a text message. We'll see a subliminal. And we won't go to that person and say, hey, what's up? Like, is everything okay? Did I make you mad? Or say you did something and you know it may have hurt that person or you think that it may hurt that person. We don't go to each other and say, hey, you know what I said? What I said? My bad. I didn't mean it came out wrong. I'm not my fault. I didn't mean, did you, are you okay? Did I hurt your feelings? A lot of people don't do that. I had to do that with my friend's child. I was like, hey, you know what I said that? Are you okay? Did I hurt your feelings? Because I don't want to hurt you. Like, that wasn't my intentions. You know, I've had to do that with friends. Like, my bad. Like, hey, when I said that, I didn't mean it that way. 
you know, we all want this big, bad persona. Like we walking around with our chest puffed. Like, ain't, can't nobody hurt me. I'm eh, 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 eh. No. We're all broken. Everybody's just out there broken, trying to be big and bad. That's that's not strength. Strength is, you know, what you really did hurt my feelings. And I just want to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore because I didn't, I didn't think that that was cool. And if that person truly loves you and they're mature, they should take it in and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that or, or my bad or talk about why they did what they did and get a resolve, even if you have to agree to disagree. But regardless if they understand or not, because it hurts you, they should understand that that's a boundary and they don't step over that no more. Like it shouldn't be, an, it shouldn't be another time. You know what I mean? Like if she Amber came to me and said, hey, Britt, what you said on morning motivation, that really hurt me. Uh, I didn't really like, you know, you using me as an example. I'd be like, oh, my bad, Amber. I won't do it again. I apologize. I didn't think you would mind. My fault. Not like, what you mad for? That's so stupid. Ugh. Like, that's so childish. Like, why? you shouldn't even be mad. No, it doesn't matter what that person's angry about. If they're upset, if they're upset. Even if you don't understand, honor it and, and just don't do it. Like, we can't be petty to each other. Does that make sense? So to me, that's what forgiveness is and maturity. But a lot of times... People don't even know people are mad at them because nobody communicated. Nobody once came to nobody and said, hey, this hurt me. You made me upset. They just mad, holding a grudge. And you carrying on with your life, you don't even know somebody mad at you. So I want everybody, if, you, if you're if you not there yet, work on your maturity level to start going to people and saying, hey, you hurt me. Or I didn't like that. Does that make sense? Uh, Rosie says, what if you let go and you forgive? But you still remember the bad stuff. I still give grace and compassion. Um, I was too naive. Now, here's the thing. It depends on what it was. Now, if I'm not telling anybody that's not married, if somebody cheats on you, that you're just supposed to forgive and keep it moving. A lot of stuff that I'm talking about are like family members and friendships. If somebody disrespects you, they disrespect your boundaries. They disrespect your non-negotiables. They disrespect clear rules that they put in place. I don't, I think that you can forgive, but you should let them go. Here's the thing with, with cheating, right? The person made an agreement to be faithful. You agreed that this relationship was going to be me and you, please stop. You made an agreement that this relationship was going to be me and you. And the moment that you went and stepped out, you opened the relationship to other people. You did not hold your end of the bargain. You were not a man of integrity. You were not a woman of integrity. You know, and depending on the situation and depending on, you know, the nuances that's between you and that person to see if that's something that you want to stay in. But if somebody disrespects your non-negotiable, I already told you that this was a problem for me. I forgive you for myself, but I got to I got to get out. I can't allow you. You can still set boundaries. You can still be like, I love you. I care about you, but you can't be in my life anymore. You lose that privilege. Like if we are truly kings and queens, everybody doesn't get access to the queen, especially not somebody who did her dirty. Oh, no. Right. Loyalty is important. Honor is important. Integrity is important. That's why when we're dating and we're finding people, character matters. Care How somebody is, character matters. Right. So depending on the situation, should depend if you allow them to come back into your life or not. But you can say, I forgive you, but you no longer have access to me. I forgive you, but I no longer want you in my world, in my atmosphere. I forgive you, but I got to love you 50 feet. 
I forgive you, but no, we're just not on that page no more, depending on what it is. But that's for you. You have to decide where your level of deal breakerness is. Nana says, for me, uh, it's moving forward, letting the past be behind us and stop thinking about the past hurts over and over. Because a lot of people think that forgiveness is is go back where you were with the person who have hurt you. Ooh, yes. You can never start over. Like all that, oh, let's start over fresh. Ain't there, there's no such thing. No such thing. Now, I mean, you know, but you will always remember what that person did to you if you're a human being. You know, that's what I'm saying. It depends on your boundaries and the and the things that you set. But no, you can't like if you if somebody's like, oh, forgive me for cheating. Doesn't take away that you crushed my soul. Doesn't take away that you hurt me. Doesn't take the take away that you weren't a person of integrity. I'm sorry, I can't just. I forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. I don't hold a grudge against you. I don't carry around that pain. But nah, player, we ain't. It's a wrap. Still love you. Wishing you the best. But no. Um. Yeah, Melissa says, if you're not careful, unforgiveness can develop into sickness and disease. Absolutely. You holding on to something and it's stirring up and you hold on and hold on and hold on and hold on. Oh, yeah. Stress, too. Stress, too. Um, Rosie says, do you think be, think that because of what our parents have done, bad stuff can affect uh, the kids in life any stage? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you haven't healed from it, especially if you've just buried it. Bearing, that's why I try to get men to talk about their their past and their trauma all the time, because the more you bury it, it doesn't go away. You can bury it and be like, oh, I forgot about that. That's not true. It's in there somewhere until you work on it. Until you work on it, until you unpack it, until you truly forgive, it never goes anywhere. It just lingers. And then it manifests in bad relationships. It manifests in how you treat people. It manifests how you treat yourself, your own self-worth, your own self-esteem. A lot of kids that were neglected, like a lot of us 80s babies were latchkey kids, which for people that don't know, that means that we used to come home by ourselves with locks and stuff like that. And we were left alone a lot. That bred a lot of um, because our parents had to work. Right. Um, Which I think American society is stupid. Like, why would you start school at one time, work at one time, school gets out at one time and then work gets out. Stupid. Anyways, I'm sorry. I digress. (laughs) I never, I just think that our society will work so much better if we worked together, if everything worked. When the kids are in school, parents are at work. When the kids get out of school, the parents get off of work. <gasps> Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> I just think our society sometimes just, just, it just works against us. Um, but yeah, if you do not forgive, if you do not move forward, if you do not uh, if you were neglected or you you feel abandoned, then it causes you as you grow up. That's what I was saying. It causes you as you grow up to be um, a people pleaser because you're seeking the validation that you didn't get at home. I learned that. I used to people please all the time for validation, but I think that came from my job, came from being in the military. So if you do not, if there's something that you lacked, oh yeah, it could definitely play itself out. That's why therapy is so important. Oh, thank you, Simone. I appreciate that. Um, Marjorie said, once you learn forgiveness, 
let you be free and it's easier to let go of grudges or anything else. Absolutely. I can, I can apologize, forgive like that. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And, and don't be too big to apologize. Just say sorry. If it, you hurt somebody, who cares? Just apologize and mean it. Mean it. Authenticating Beauty says, I know the message has mixed reviews, but Transformation Church Forgiveness University series was so impactful for me. I don't know. Was that the one where he spit on the guy? <laughs> I'm sure it was. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I'm sure y'all. She said this is a good message on forgiveness. I don't know if that was the one, but that's the only the only one I can think of that was like salacious. If it wasn't, I forgive my bad, y'all. I didn't mean to put that out there. Um, Sydney says someone someone lovingly shared with me a word God gave me to give to give me uh, about my wisdom, my work uh, workaholicism. It was good to know know a sibling in church cared enough to pray for me and shared something. That will help me be better. Sydney says it always it's always weird to me when people see uh, subliminals on social and automatically think it's about them. Uh, they're admitting the guilt, in my opinion. And if you know, <laughs> just ask. And that's the thing. You can you can watch a random video. And because people are talking directly into the camera, we feel like it's they're talking directly to us and they're shaming us and they're making us feel bad, you know? Um, I need to stop doing ums. I um so much. I'm so sorry. It just depends. But yeah, I understand. Shador says, LOL, yes, the work and school times need to mesh. It irritates my life. Like, why should parents pay extra for after school? When y'all can just adjust the time, why do kids have to go to school so early? Why do they need to be at school at seven, eight o'clock? Why y'all don't push it back till nine? So the parents can drop off their kids with ad adequate time, go get their kids to school, go to work, do their work. Kids get out at five. Parents get off at work at 430. Go get your kids. Everybody goes home to eat dinner. I do not understand why that is not something that American society does not push and make happen. That's just like common sense. Like, why do we just feel the need to just go along with whatever society? Like, it makes no sense to get up that early, hustling, bustling, be in traffic, trying to get your kids fed and everything before seven o'clock in the morning. Like, what sense does this all make? Lord, I pray to homeschool my children. Pray to homeschool my children. Um... Yes, you guys, don't forget to hit the hit the like button. No, that's not not the one. Um, she Amber says this was not was what I was wondering. Why can't schools be on the same time as work? Because people haven't demanded it. And the American people have just gone along with society. And as soon as everybody would just band together and be like, hey, we changing this, it would change. Sydney says, I feel like they made those school times uh, when the moms weren't permitted to work that much. So they were able to drop and pick up their kids whenever. Oh, that makes sense, too. But times have changed, so we can change. We just have to make the change. You know what I mean? But I love you guys so much. I hope, hope you guys have a beautiful. Oh, one more. I don't know why y'all moms do it. Kudos to you. I definitely would like to homeschool my children too. God willing. Yeah. God willing. I'm able to homeschool my kids. Cause I'd be feeling so bad for parents 
They just be ripping and running to get them kids off to school on time. Child. And then don't let your child be late because then, oh, you're the bad, worst parent in the world. Jesus. Have a great day. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Stay blessed. Get in a Bible-based church. Read the Bible for yourself. Forgive, love each other, and treat others as you would want to be treated. Have a beautiful, blessed day, you guys. Oh, sorry, y'all. Hey, tomorrow I will not be. I may pre-record a morning motivation. Um, I will not be live. Uh, I will not be live tomorrow. Uh, I got something to do at work. But I love you guys. I'll probably do a pre-recording. Yeah, so y'all can see that. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.